Oh. Yeah, so you can hear me now, Pat, right? I can hear you for sure. And I turned <laughs> my volume down a little to match. So yeah, we should great. be close. Well, I had the volume up on YouTube and it was like super distracting. I guess we should go ahead and start the show then, right, right, Pat? I think so. I think it's a good plan, Jeremy. All right. Welcome to Creativity, the podcast where Art and Andrew and Clyde. I'm your host, Jeremy Cook, along with Pat Regan, who's here today. How, how are you doing, Pat? I'm doing all right. That's me. Yeah, and a creativity podcast where, where art and engineering collide. We discuss everything from art to engineering to life in general and just whatever we come up with. Our, um, as you notice, we don't have a guest today. Actually, we got we might have a few few people that are scheduled to stop by, which is really exciting. But the guests today are actually, in fact, you. You could be the guest. Uh, the link's up on YouTube, correct, Pat? This is true. It should be. I looked, and it looks like it's there. Okay. But so if you, yeah. if you click that link, you will hop into our little uh, app here that does its live streaming for us, and I'll see you in the waiting room here, I'll, and we'll I'll figure out what you, to do from there. I'll see you in the waiting room. Is that, is, that a, is that a threat, Pat? It's a threat. I will see you in the waiting room. <laughs> yeah, for, for, better, for better or worse, I guess. So, so yes. yeah, I guess Pat will uh, monitor that, and maybe, maybe I can see it too. I don't even know. It's the first time. First time we've actually done this, so it's true. This is no, all new a, to us. First time we've done it using uh, Riverside.fm, which uh, we're not sponsored by them. I suppose, I suppose if every podcast that wanted to, you know, wanted free stuff, that just they wouldn't make any profit, right? So it's you know. true. You can't. Not everybody can get free stuff. Yeah, free podcasting stuff. It just wouldn't work. I, exactly. So yeah, I mean, today I guess um, you know one of our subjects though we were going to talk about selling on Tindy and. You know, for, for me, especially just trying to keep stuff in stock, um, that's been a real challenge for me. Yeah. So, so, Pat, one thing, you know, you've been, how long have you been selling on, on Tindy? And Tindy, for, for those that don't know it, you want to explain what Tindy is, Pat? I, or oh, maybe boy, I, I'll tell you, I did a good job doing, I thought I did a good job researching my past on Tindy, but I don't know when I actually started. But uh, our friend Jasmine from Tindy is in the uh, waiting room right now. Oh, Should I? Well, well, she's the perfect person to explain Tindy because she is actually the, I guess, the head person at Tindy, right? So is, so just, is that true? I, well, I was, she's she's the one that tells me what to do there. I've, I've actually written for their blog for quite a while. So, so, so if she's not. Jeremy's I'm, boss is in the waiting room. We should probably let her in. A while, yeah. So. Uh, so, uh, Jeremy's um, boss. We're getting some YouTube feedback from somewhere. Ja ja Jasmine, you should probably uh, probably go ahead and close out the YouTube window if you if yeah. you would. I'm relieved. I thought I did it. I've been looking around for where I left a YouTube window because I've done that before. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Jasmine, it's great to see you. I've uh, you know we've met in person, but it's been it's been it's quite some well. time for uh, obvious reasons these these days. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's um, nice to see both of you. Yeah. Um, but we, I was just trying to look up to see when Pat was started on Tindy, actually. Oh, I was curious, too. I, and I thought I did this research, too, because, you know, point. I checked how much I've sold and stuff, but I didn't check dates. I'm not that smart. But, uh, yeah, Jas Jasmine knows how to... I assume she knows just about... If anybody knows it, it would be Jasmine, I, I, would, I would assume. There's probably more stuff that I've forgotten about it <laughs> than I know now. Um... <laughs> It's been great to see Tindy grow. Um, Absolutely, Tindy so, is so awesome. So before we get before we get into it, Jasmine, what what, what is Tindy? We were kind of asking that question. You, um, 
it's very much what it started out to be is a marketplace where people can buy and sell electronics. Uh, generally, it's for people that are creating things. Um, and a lot of our sellers are people that have created electronics that they would they want to use to solve a problem. Um, and then other people have also realized that this is a useful tool as well. But it tends to be a very small batch electronics. Right. Yep. And uh, attendee, I guess that's like, uh, what's it? Indie electronics, right? I know yeah. you've explained this to me before, but that's, um, I think that's what uh, the original people that set it up. Uh, I think that's where it came from. Okay, yeah. And Tindy, uh, Tindy is a dog, correct? That's the that's the mascot, it is a right? Dog. And my, I got a dog recently, and she's decided to go get nuts. Come here. Uh oh. Come here. No, she's not playing with us. <laughs> she doesn't well, want to be our friend. Well, do you still, when we were, Jasmine and I were at a Maker Fair many, uh, not many years ago, but a couple of years ago, and you actually had a, a blow up, a blow up Tindy dog, right? Do you still have that yeah, around somewhere? That's still in the office. Um, so yeah, there's been, it's been on a few excursions before, before COVID happened. And um, it's definitely been, <laughs> got off to some adventures at, at uh, various like uh, electronics after parties and things like that. <laughs> Oh sure. Well, I, I hear it was fairly expensive to make for for what for what it is. Oh, yeah. But, well, maybe. It was a uh, bit of folly. Was... <laughs> we've definitely got a repair kit for it. Yeah, but I mean that's okay. You put it on the Tindy the Tindy jet with you guys, and when you fly to different different yeah. areas, right? When we when we fly first class. First class. <laughs> oh, we... you know you go commercial now. That's kind of a you know cut for. <laughs> did Did you figure out how long Pat has been a seller on Tindy? Oh, look at that! Is that's, is that Tindy? Did, did that's you what is that's trying? That's trying to bite my toes right now. Uh, um, I have to says, look around my mic to find out. It says Pat has had 155 orders since uh, February the 11th, 2016. Does that sound 2016. right? 2016. Oh my goodness! I believe. I totally believe that. Wow! I absolutely and, believe that. And what do you, what do you sell, Pat? Exactly. Well, I sell. Oh, I have a I have a prop for something else, and it's one of the things that I I sell. And I tell everybody not to buy these. I can't get this component off of it though. Here, I sell these uh, breadboard vices. They're little spring-loaded. You can put like an Arduino or a Raspberry Pi in each of these uh, arms here, so you don't. We used to have trouble where you know you'd you'd put a breadboard down, you'd put some. Uh, Hey, that's my store. Look at that. Yeah, you used nice. to have trouble. You'd put an Arduino down and all the DuPont cables would just... You know, you try to pick your project up and move it and it wants to just yeah. dance around. And yeah, this it's, was... it's, it's amazing how great uh, Arduinos are, but then it's like you've got all these wires going everywhere. and It's like it's it's great up to a point, but then at some point it's like, what what's going on here? So It's true. So, so your product actually makes everything all in one and all portable and, and such, I, I guess. Yep, that... but nobody buys these. <laughs> Everybody buys, there's a thing that I have made out of their little carbon, it's the simplest thing, it's just a bracket, two brackets with a piece of carbon fiber for a particular server chassis, for a, not the, not a rack mount server, but a little NAS build, like okay. a little case that holds eight drives. And they so... sell, I sell a few of those almost every month. 
Well, I mean, who doesn't like carbon fiber? I think that's kind of a... Oh, it's delicious. You know, I think that's something that very few people in the engineering or electronics space wouldn't think is just just awesome. <laughs> it mean, is. It's, it's way overkill for what it is, but it sounds cool, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a differentiating selling point. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, but I used to sell a lot of them when they were 3D printed, but... Boy, it takes a long time to 3D print one. I could cut them on the CNC out of carbon fiber in a few minutes, but yeah, know, it was a two and a half, three hour print job to print two. Well, and now, and now thanks to um, Shiboko, you, your uh, your lungs are feeling a little bit better after. They are. They were nice enough to send me a, a, a the new dust boot so that I can stop inhaling carbon fiber dust. Dust, I shouldn't dust be doing boot. That. It's, it's very <laughs> so it's very toxic. Very toxic. Whoa. What's her you know, name, it's... Jasmine? This is Kuro. She She's about eight months old, and there's some intense ear licking that she enjoys doing oh, fantastic. every so often. What a cute puppy. What what kind of dog is it? She's some kind of, um, like, terrier, chihuahua. She's not going to get much of... bigger. So. A puppy. <laughs> yeah, nice. but she's, she's, she's going to stay that way forever. <laughs> We we thought ours would ours is part beagle and we thought she'd stay pretty small, but she's about sixty pounds now. So wow. <laughs> she's uh she's part Pyrenees as well and part another dog that uh, we don't really tell the neighbors about. So now I have to know. But well, her mom looked like a pit bull. I'll just I'll just say that we really don't know. But you know you know how people are about that. They're, uh, One of my friends has a dog that's uh, a pit bull chihuahua mix. She's the sweetest thing, but, and th they did a DNA test to find this out. She's 18% Chihuahua, according to the test, but she's real broad, real wide, but very short. She has the tiniest legs. It's adorable. So, so one, one thing, Jasmine, with, um, you know, just thinking about like my, you know, I've written for your, your blog for, for many years and it's, it's been yeah. great. I, I love being able to just, you know, it's great. You know, you surf, surf people's, um, stuff that they're selling and you get to write about it. I guess the only only bad thing about it is that I always feel like buying it and that would really, <laughs> really cut into my profit margins with you guys. Definitely. <laughs> but, um, but all that being said, I, I started I started selling some more of my stuff more recently and uh, it's a little, uh, little tiny thing. It's, uh, I call it a easy fan too. It's just like a fan, fan control board for Raspberry Pis or really anything else. You can use it for any sort of load, but that's kind of the design lets you turn on the fans and off the fans. But the thing is, it's gotten like somewhat popular and I found that it's kind of hard to figure out a balance between ordering, you know, say like a thousand of these or just running out of stock. I wonder if you had any advice about that, Jasmine? Well, it definitely depends on yeah, it depends on the different products and also the cost and the units and your margins, essentially. Um, there are, in, in the US, there are definitely places where you can get them produced, but they'll end up being much more expensive. Um, and also it depends on like how much, when people start out, quite often they're soldering, hand soldering things or assembling a few parts themselves. And obviously when they scale up, they don't really want to do that so they can choose whether they want to do kits or whether they want to outsource the, the assembly but um, right. yeah in terms of it it, it 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 does depend on how much you want to start shipping things and how much your margins are and whether it's worth that to you 
um, yeah. as one of the main things. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess it's, it's an interesting learning experience. I think I, you know, I started doing this and I started with, um, one that was through hole components, did a few of those, started selling them. And then I thought I could make one even smaller with, with surface mount components. And that was pretty cool. And then at some point, as, as you said, I decided I didn't really like soldering everyone up when they order it, you know, the profit margins were okay, but not enough, you know, not enough to really justify me being in the garage all day or whatever. So I, you know, I ordered 20 of these from China and got here great. And all of a sudden I sell out like really fast and I'm, you know, now I'm waiting on 50 more. And I guess the, 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 um, the fear always is, you know, you order that big package of parts and then it's like, nobody's going to buy it at that point. I guess that's, that's the fear. But. This is what I think every time I order a few more sheets of carbon fiber. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, there is a thing with the, with Tindy that people can sign, sign up to a wait list, but as you, the longer you leave it, the more the wait list will go stale. Yep. And so hmm. if you're only waiting, if like if you're out of stock for a few, a few weeks, then that's fine. You'll probably still go get quite a high percentage of uptake when the email goes out to say that it's back in stock. But if you leave it for, a, we've had sellers who've left it for like two years and then they're like, I've had a hundred, I had 150 people on this list and only one person has bought it. So it's like, well, it's been a little while now. They might have either, you know, moved on to a different project or found something else that would be yep. Oh, sure. So, um, 150, it, it, really, that's, that's pretty well, amazing. We, we're trying to go through and, uh, uh, make it so that after sorry, after a certain period of time um, that uh, out of stock products will kind of remind the sellers to say are you definitely getting more stock in this can you let us know when you're going to get stock so that also because it's frustrating for customers as well yeah. yeah no it's frustrating for everyone I mean it's, it's true though you know if I let's say I sell this thing for Raspberry Pi and people get on my wait list and then two years later you know, let's just say everybody's using something, something else. I mean, yeah. then, you know, I, I imagine Raspberry Pi will be around in two years, but you really never know. I, you know, something else could be, could have come along or. And, and also customers end up messaging us saying, I can't remember signing up for this email. <laughs> That's the other <laughs> thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Me. <laughs> so. In case you want some more input, I, I talked to uh, Spencer Owen, actually, at uh, RCA oh, yeah. 20, 2014. Is he... Is he the highest grossing tennis seller? He's pretty high up there, right? Or he's he's in the top five. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's not of, maybe that's yeah. not of anybody else's business. I don't know, but <laughs> he he does well enough that it's his full time job. And um, you know, I so I asked him about that. I asked him kind of about this problem of you know keeping stuff in stock, whatever. And um, he actually did a pretty nice reply back to me. He said that aside from PCBs. Very few of my components. Oh, there you go. Back and even put it on. Yep. <laughs> Very few of his components have single use. So even if one product isn't selling high volumes, most of the components will be used in other products. For those parts, I'll typically order lots of, which takes away the anxiety of getting hold of more and works out cheaper with volume discounts. He also says he tries to avoid designing inexpensive parts with long lead times. Um, he doesn't mind expensive parts if he knows he can buy a few parts to start with and get some really quickly, like in a day or two. Um, and, I, you know, I think that's good points, of course. He says ESBA 266 from China, for example, take about three to four weeks to get here. 
but he was happy to order a bunch of these to start with because worst case scenario was that I was only down a few dollars and I have a pile of ESPs for other stuff, which I think, uh, I think makes total sense. I mean, one thing, you know, just thinking about this, I, I made the other thing I've made that hasn't quite sold as well. I call it the ground Juino and it was something I came up with because I really, you know, you, you make things with the uh, Arduino Nano and you always end up running out of grounds and you power pins and whatever else. It's like, I need, really need a board to do that. You know, I buy, I buy it, order 20, basically for my own use, put it on Tendi and a few people have bought it, but not that many. But the thing is, if nobody ever buys it, you know, I'll, I'll use them. So it's, um, you know, I wonder how many people are, had that attitude. I guess that's a, that's a good attitude probably. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely a couple of sellers where I think they're probably doing things for their own projects, but also they're doing some contract small uh, electronics. And what they'll often do is they'll they'll put it up on Tindy, and if their first batch sells out, then they'll reorder another batch and, and gauge the popularity that way. And then the right. other thing that that does for them is it, it builds up their catalog, and so they, there's more chance of them getting found when people do searches and that kind of thing. The, the other thing is that they have um, really good customer service. They, they're not necessarily the cheapest, and they're, but they, they, they really check things for quality control. Mm. And so people are prepared to buy from them because they're really reliable. Mm. And Spencer as well. It's one of the things that's wonderful about Spencer is that if you... Um, if we message him with a problem or a customer messages him with a problem, he kind of gets, he does the best or fastest thing that he can do to get the right, stop mm. it, right, um, the, the working product back into back into the customer's hands as soon as possible. Right. Um, and so he's only able to do that because he char charges a reasonable amount of money. Stop it. Sorry. Right. No, that, that's true. It's, uh, you know, obviously if you just kind of, scraping the bottom you can't afford to i mean i don't say you can't afford to give good service but if you've got a 10 percent profit margin and each of your products requires a bit of bit of a hassle then you know you it's going to be kind of a pain yeah jeremy you need a big enough margin that when things go lost in the mail or things just don't show up things get broken things don't show up right you've got to be ready to yeah no i i to not feel bad not lose four orders worth of profit every time something goes wrong right yeah, yeah, that's maybe true. not four. I made that number up. I don't yeah, know. no, I, I I get it, and that's why you. I mean, you you um even though you've sold a what more than a thousand dollars. I mean, I don't know how, how I don't anyway. You, you've sold a decent amount of product, Pat. But on your on your list, and you say you should you shouldn't buy this. You should print it yourself, right? That, I do. That seems you like... should print it totally. Yeah, it's way cheaper to just print it yourself or find a friend that could three D print it for you. I don't need the I don't need to make the sale. You could. It's all the stuff I make is always open source, so I'd rather you go download it and make it. And but some people don't want to. Some people are happy to pay a premium to not have to do the that's, work, that's quite, right? That's quite the reverse psychology. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's some sort of uh, some sort of thing. I, I don't know. Maybe uh, I th I I think I half jokingly thought you know going through this thing you know developing a product selling it on Tindy. I was like people getting their MBA should have to open up a Tindy store and you know they. <laughs> experience learn about yeah, supply I, and inventory control and yeah. uh, strangely enough uh we had uh we had maybe 16 products all the same submitted by 16 
it's the same item, but made 16 different ways by 16 different people. Oh, uh, and this happened recently, and, and we were like, is this somebody, is this like a bot, or is this some kind of, turns out it was a, it was a class that the, the university or the... Oh, the wow. Course. We haven't worked out which university or class it is, it, it, but the people seem to be from, some of them from the UK, and there's some other people, so it must be kind of a, like, from other countries, so it must be kind of an online course or something. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I mean, personally, I think it's, it's incredibly educational, just because... I remember, you know, I worked in manufacturing for years and years, and I, I remember, you know, them talking about, you know, supply, you know, you, well, if you order too much, then it's a real penalty there. If you don't order enough, the penalty there too, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I didn't really think about it because I'm trying to design machinery and get it to run and, and stuff like that. But then, you know, you move to a different different role, and it's it's just interesting on a very small scale, but it's you could see how, you could see the challenge that people... I don't know. You just see things from a different perspective. It's just kind of, kind of nice, I guess. Hey, hey, Pat, do we um do we have somebody waiting? Oh, oh. we just did. I was about. To, I was waiting for you to finish your sentence, and I was going to tell you that uh, the uh, Kenny from Cloudfree was there. Oh no! But he disappeared as soon as you were, as you were saying that. Well, uh, I didn't want man. to interrupt your sentence to let him in. No, no, I understand. Well, I'll I'll oh, ping him. He's coming on. back. Do you want to? Oh, do you yeah, guys well, mind being on at the same time, Jasmine? It's cool, Jasmine. No, cool I'm, I'm still dealing with a dog being very, very cool here. Sorry. Oh, let's, see. let's see what happens. This is new to me. Hey, Kenny. Can you hear us? Hi, Kenny. Hey, how we doing? Good, good. Well, uh, it's great to great to see you. Great to meet you. Uh, we're here with Jasmine from Tindy and. It's Pat Regan, and I'm Jeremy, so it's uh, glad you were able to make it. I, I understand yeah, you had a uh, calc test you just got done with, right? I had a recitation, yeah, for finals next week, so so that's exciting, right? Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, math class must have changed since I was in it. What, what do you have to do at a recitation? I'm Pardon my uh, ignorance basically, here. Basically, yeah, that's all right. So, you know, you have your lectures in a massive lecture hall, and then... Uh, you go to recitation once a week to ask any small questions you have and take a quiz and uh, kind of a refresher, a chance to get more personal questions asked. Oh, very, very nice. And um, well, that's great. Where, where do you where do you go to college, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, no, uh, Purdue University oh, uh, here in Indiana. That's a great school. So you're engineering major, I guess, or computer science? Yep. Computer engineering. Computer engineering. Great. I have a friend who went to Purdue. He has fantastic. Oh, that right? Yeah, he has fantastic stories about how they got. Uh, they tried to ask permission to send a. They wanted to send a weather balloon up with a rocket attached. In his rocketry oh, really? club, I guess, and they asked. I always say they asked NASA. They didn't ask NASA for permission. It's not NASA that tells you this is okay. But a few weeks later, they created a new law that said no, you can't. You can't launch a rocket from a weather balloon. They wanted to get up an oh, extra 50 lame. or 100,000 feet. I guess you could take pictures of some spy satellites or something up there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the real reason, Sounds but neat. it's a fantastic story he tells. Yeah, huh. well, it's too bad. If, if see, that's why that's why universities on the on the coast. You, know, you can just drive, drive out seven miles and you can do do whatever you want, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but Kenny, now, now you have a really... I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan myself. You, you're cloud-free products, right? Well, That's uh, 
There you go. Yep, there it is. Yeah, this is these are fantastic. I only have a handful so far. I'm trying to buy more. Uh, <laughs> well, a whole lot of people are, and uh, so you know, I I think I started um, I started looking into how I could possibly do this because uh, I'm pretty new to the home automation game. It was probably early last year when I first started looking into Home Assistant and things of that nature. And, you know, I'd buy some plugs off the internet and try to, to convert them, uh, use that process to put Tasmoda on them so I don't have to deal with the, the to you cloud. And I don't know, it was kind of fidgety and you'd brick a plug every once in a while. It, was, it wasn't great. And so I got to looking on how to try to do international trade or, you know, things of that nature. And um, then in August, I was able to... I, I placed an order and I had it sent to my apartment here and I ran it out of the the loft in, in my college apartment here for a little while. Uh, I had a thousand of those little smart plugs up in the loft and every day I'd throw them in the envelopes and slap the label on them and send them out. They're adorable <laughs> little boxes. Look at that, you got, the, you got the box, that, that's great. Pat, you need to yeah. save that. You know, in a couple I did. Years, that's this one's a, empty. Oh yeah, I guess you did. Well, that's great. How did you? So, so just I guess just to like step back a little bit, the home automation stuff. Basically, you basically these plugs that you get from Walmart or wherever else, they've got generally some sort of software that that phones home to who knows where, and you know you right. have to be connected yeah. to the internet for it to work. And what you did, you know, there's a process called Tuya Convert. Which works or did work? I don't think it works really anymore too well. Yeah, uh, yeah, hit or miss. But but either way, it's it's just kind of a it's kind of a pain really. But you're basically what you did, you flashed these these IoT switches with Tasmoda firmware just out of the gate. So you plug them in, log onto it, and you're good to go. You've got your automation running, no cloud needed. Your internet goes out. You can still open your door. You can still open your garage. You can still do whatever you want. Right? Is that is that exactly. A, yeah. Okay. 100%. Yeah. So so you did this and you said this summer you somehow figured out how to source this all from China, I guess, and Yep. Yep. So last year during the summertime, um I had quite a bit of free time on my hands for there there for a couple of weeks I couldn't go into I I work a summer job, couldn't go in there for a little while. And so yeah, I I managed to find a supplier and just finding a supplier in the first place was was a huge undertaking because so many of them either you know Alibaba there's AliExpress where it's more consumer oriented and then mm -hmm. Alibaba is more for wholesale so you go on there and and they have different smart plugs listed but some of the companies don't make them themselves they're just kind of a middleman and so many of them aren't willing to flash custom firmware for you that's kind of a special a special ask you know so, um, but I was able to find one eventually and work it out uh, that they were willing to, to flash firmware for me so that I could take that off my plate, you know, because I don't want to manually flash things. That's, that's obnoxious, especially when I can have them do it when they manufacture it in the first place. That's why we buy the switches from you is so we don't have to do the work to flash them. Exactly. So exactly, now you get to push yeah. that back another step behind you. <laughs> yeah, and it's great too, like, like the, I mean, yes. Pat, if you want to hold up his uh, the switch, I mean, I mean, it's such good quality too, and it's got a nice logo on the side. How'd you? And a button. And a button. I guess that's, that's good too. Oh, yeah. I can't find yeah. the button. There it is. <laughs> how'd you, How'd you get the the logo on it and stuff? I mean, it's like a totally. 
I assume that's like a stock design at, at some level, right? Or is it um, is it all? Yeah. So the the circular plug design is just something that the my supplier had already put together. And you know, you can go on Amazon and find a million different of them. Um, the logo I was able to get designed and um, basically all you have to do is put in a certain file format and send it to them and and they'll print it on there for you. Nothing too difficult. Nice. So what it was just basically trying to go negotiate prices and supplier with this this uh company in china to, to do that right i guess it's that must have taken a yeah. lot of research and I, I guess you had to front some cash for all that too because like you know a thousand you know if you find a thousand of them i'm sure you're you're spending yeah, more than a thousand dollars a little bit scary i heard i was i've tuned in a little earlier and heard you talk about you order things and then you you're worried that somebody's not going to buy them that was that was one of my biggest concerns putting that big of an investment into a project like this because I wasn't entirely sure where it was going to go. You know, it could have been a, a big money hole, it's but true. it did not turn out to be that way at all. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure it's very uh, grateful. Yeah. And the it's, first time you order something from a supplier in China, you have no idea of what you're actually going to pull out of that box. You. Yeah, it's, it's a little tough. I mean, you know, they have ratings, but that only goes so far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And Pat, you're working on something you're possibly going to source from China at some point, right? We are. Right? I have one here somewhere. Is we're, that right? Yeah, we're working on this electronics project here. This is uh, These are RGB LEDs. This is sized to fit in a five and a quarter inch you know, CD-ROM optical oh. drive bay. Our new model has a third ring in the middle. We were worried this was too much juice when you lit these up, so we only did two. But we've squeezed three on. It's been tough to get. He's ha my guy who's doing this, my friend, he's having a lot of trouble. He has a lot of vias that need to go in certain places. And when you put the third ring in the middle, you can't have the via where the LEDs are. He's got, oh. he's, it's, he's done a pretty good job that we're almost ready to order the three LED version. Nice, nice. And we and expect it. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, how many of these are you going to, um, to order initially? Well, I ordered 10 for this first prototype batch. We didn't even know if they'd work. He's never done this any of this before. We, and okay. he wanted me to order the boards and surface mount all these components myself. And oh. I don't even know how you okay. would ever know if these two millimeter LEDs, which way they're even facing. I don't, I can't imagine doing this by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that doesn't look like much fun. But I'm happy to, yeah. I don't mind telling you the numbers it it was about nine hundred dollars to get 10 boards made but oh wow it gets a lot cheaper when you get up to 100 boards it was it's it'll be it'll be reasonable for yeah I, I found a project um ottercast i don't know if you'd heard of it it's chromecast audio i don't know if you've ever seen the little puck size things you can plug into speakers that they discontinued here recently you can cast. Um, you open your Spotify app or whatever can cast audio. Oh, like a, like a Chromecast, like something without like that? the video. Without the video, it's just okay. just audio. Okay. But Google discontinued it, and some some guys online made an open source project, basically that is supposed to be a, a similar replacement to that. And so they posted the files online, and I um, ordered those from a PCB manufacturer. And that's kind of handy because then they'll put all the parts on there for you, yeah. or at least most of them. 
and then ship them. It's definitely not cheap. Is that is that it, right? Oh, that's the Chromecast, isn't it? Yeah. Is that that's what they look like, right? But that that's just like the the closed source version that you you made the or you guys exactly exactly nice. yeah. But they had a they got all the files on GitHub. You drag it all into the. Uh, I use JLC PCB. That's what they recommended. And um, they make them all up and ship them DHL, and they're in your hands. But a couple weeks later, yeah, it didn't take long for us either. It was fantastic. It it is it is pretty amazing. I mean, I've I've done some stuff with uh, PCB Way, and you know they do a good job. You know, simply a couple weeks, whatever. But then it's like they put it in the mail. It's like three days later, the DHL lady in my case shows up with this box, and I'm like, what? what? How did how <laughs> yeah. did that happen? But you know, I guess I guess you put it on a jet, you can go wherever you want in a, in a day or so. Yeah, I think with different projects, different um, products on Tindy, different sellers have different requirements, and so de depending on that is the way you choose which uh, PCB supplier you're going to use. Yeah. Yep. Well, what, what what do you mean exactly? Like, uh... well, just to, with the. Uh, Sometimes people just go on pricing, but other times people need layers or they need special fires or they want assembly. Uh, and also if they if they needed buy components, some uh, PCB assembly places have different kind of um, sources for the. Yep. We had to use PCB WAPE. I forget which component on our board is not at the other choice we were going to make. I forget. I don't yeah. even remember who the other choice was right now. But, um, but yeah, lots of different sellers on Tinder use the ones that you've mentioned, and uh, sometimes people say that they're terrible, and sometimes people say that they're wonderful. So it's kind of yeah. Yeah, I've had uh, my one my one time buying an assembled PCB. I've been I've been quite happy. So I don't know. Maybe maybe there'll be uh, maybe things will change. I don't know. So. Yeah, and um, we're fixing to have Kenny's problem where you have to wonder, am I going to spend enough money to buy a car and nobody's going to buy anything? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the, I mean, not a big, like not a Tesla Model S or something. It's not that kind of money. Uh, no, no, but no. Used, even so, yeah, I, I, a reasonable but, but, used car is what I've but, been You know, like a, like a 2005 Acura or something, you know, you know something, something you're like right. that. Is that what you're driving, yeah. Jeremy? Um. But yeah, so hmm, everybody's frozen up. Hopefully that's. I can hear you still, Jeremy, but I don't see your video moving. Okay, can uh. You're moving everything... again. Okay, good. I was. I saw everybody froze up, and I'm like, I guess that's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so Kenny, you you've been. I mean, that's that's really really awesome. Your investment paid off like that. That's really really cool that you were able to take that leap and just figure out who all to communicate with and. Did you get did you get like a, a small sample batch before you got a thousand or did you just go you just go all in and you know yeah so um, to start off they sent just one little puck um, to to play with and they had it all sealed up that first one the samples they sent me so I couldn't really easily get to the pins to flash my firmware on there to really test it well but. I honestly, I just used um, either a plug I could find that I was able to 2U convert or just the ESP development board, um, make sure I have the pins mapped correctly and everything. And then um, when, when they test, 
the product while they're making it, you send them a process to make, you know, for quality control to make sure you didn't really mess something up and uh, have a lot of lemons on your hands. <laughs> have you had many uh, returns? Anybody unhappy with your product or? I mean, I have uh, a thousand certainly. No, no. Awesome. Yeah, there, there absolutely is some. And I'm not entirely sure what to chalk it up to. I mean, partially, I don't think Tasmoda has been, I mean, it's not very popular to, to buy a Tasmoda product straight out of the box. So I'm not sure if that might be part of um, mm. part of what it is, but sometimes, occasionally, a plug somebody will have it just it won't show up um, when they open their Wi-Fi um, the, the Wi-Fi thing on their phone, the plug doesn't show up as an access point, or um, that's that's the main issue that that occurs occasionally, but it's not it's not too terribly common. Well, I, I've got to conf- confess, I I bought four of your switches. And they all worked initially, but one of them, one of them does not now does not work. But, oh, no. but, but the reason for that is I I tried to run my laser cutter on it, and then I used the uh, the blower on it, and I think yours has a limit of, of ten amps or did, so it, it, does, it blew yes. that out. So that was that was entirely my fault. Oh, uh, but bummer. I understand your your new product has what a fifteen amp limit? Is that the one? The new one's going to be fifteen amps. Yeah, I'm so. excited about this. Okay. So are you replacing cool. these? Are they all going to be the 15 amp, or are you going to? Yes, I don't. I find that the new model is far improved. I don't see a reason to keep producing the awesome. the, the puck version. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think we've talked about. I, I like I like the look of the puck version, but you know, I, I understand. You know, 50 percent more power. You know, how can you how can you really argue with that? So yeah, more power, power monitoring, um, and then oh, and just power the monitoring two too. That's design. I'm excited, extra excited about the power monitoring. I'm really it excited is. about the 15 amps. I used to automate my espresso machine with an old plug like this, and it used nice. to just randomly turn off. And I think it's because it was tripping something in here. These are supposed to be 12 or 13 amps, and that should be just enough. But I bet it's really mm. only just barely enough. I'm trying to remember what what product you know you get it you get them and it's like well they say it's oh it's it's the the laser tubes Pat you know because it's like oh. they say it's a sixty watt laser but really it's it's a fifty watt but if maybe you buy, buy, maybe so being extra conservative with the power consumption uh, the the load but no I, I definitely blew it out I, I didn't I didn't know quite how much power that uh, that fan was gonna pull out but it was pretty uh pretty powerful i bet so. they use a lot right when you switch them on i bet it's a huge like when you turn your ac on the ac compressor kicks on and it's a lot of house battery we've had a lot of power outages here in texas so we've been talking about batteries and solar and stuff and a lot of the battery sure. backup systems just cannot start your ac compressor you well, need like you know, two I guess... tesla power walls minimum to start an ac compressor I guess that's the thing too, you know, if you have a power outage, I mean, I guess it wouldn't work if you don't have power, but if the internet's out, you could still use a two-year uh, two converted thing or a cloud-free cloud free switch, which is awesome. And, you know, honestly, I, I, I'm kind of surprised nobody's tried to do this before. It just seems like, I guess everybody has in their head, like, well, we need to, it's like, we need to like own, own the data. We got to own the data. And that's just like, I don't know if that's just so prevalent that they just can't think past that, but I mean, as you've seen, people want something like, like what you're putting out there. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I, it, 
it really baffles me that none of the major manufacturers have decided that local API access is an important thing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I understand that most consumers just want to be able to buy it off the shelf at Walmart and plug it in, set it up on their little app, and a lot of people are happy with that. But so many of us really aren't. We, we want that local control. We want things well, yeah. of that nature to be able to plug it in and, and automate it with things of other brands. And we don't want things to change on us later, too. My friend Brian was complaining about the... I know you you sell some of the Sonoff switches with Tasmoda loaded, I think, don't in your store, don't you? And he had a whole bunch of Sonoff stuff. And then one day they changed... They said, oh, you're going to have to start paying a subscription fee to keep using their connectivity. And then the next week, if this, then that started saying, well, now you have to pay us if you want to automate things. So then Brian was going to have to pay on if both you, ends. If, if, if you want to automate things, then then the thing you have to do is pay us, right? If yeah, this, and you have to pay both, then pay us. both ends. It was he, was he got really mad, and rightly yeah. so. Yeah, I don't blame him. The S31s we sell are made for people. We, we do sell some stock ones that people can flash themselves, or we'll, we're willing to open them up and a attach the pins and and get those flashed so that no one has to deal with that i, I appreciate what you're doing I, I guess the thing too is you know you say oh well, m- most people probably most people do want to go to walmart get their thing open up the app do the thing but you know the you know the intersection between people people who are going to do that are, are, are pretty technical people or at least interested in technology so i think there's a big much more than the general population is going to want to do you know have take control themselves i would I'd have to guess, but I'm googling for <laughs> Tasmoda stuff on Tindy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that, that's right. You could uh, got Jasmine here. You could put your stuff on t- Tindy. If, although you're you're having no uh, no problem selling apparently. How long how long did it take you to sell out those thousand units that you bought? Well, so I got the i I got the order in late August, and it started off kind of slow. I was able to get. Um, a deal where I was able to advertise on the self-hosted podcast uh, from Jupiter Broadcasting. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Oh, awesome. They do a lot of technical, technically oriented self-hosting control things. And um, so that really helped pick things up. And then by early December, everything was gone. So, nice. Well, that's yeah. got to be a great, great feeling. Yeah. I, I remember poking around on Tasmoda, like their website. I was like, oh, what is when am I going to find something that doesn't require me to deal with this deal? And, you know, I'll say, oh, cloud free. That's what, that's what I want. And, uh, worked out really well. So, so, so thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah it's very much I, appreciated. I, I appreciate all the support and I, I love the community. Um, can't wait to see what happens next. Do you, yeah. are we allowed to ask what you're planning next or is it a uh, secret? Yeah, sure. No, no, not a secret. So once we get, the biggest right now we don't have any cloud free plugs in stock um so when we when i first placed the order back last summer the testing process that i had sent to them wasn't exactly what they were used to it was kind of long and it required you know i wasn't super in tune with what two years testing process involved or how quick it was so what I developed wasn't all that efficient. And so this last time that I I decided, you know, I needed to order more, 
they kind of came back to me and said, you really need to work on this testing process. And between school and um, Chinese New Year delayed for quite a while, um, I ran out of smart plugs in early December and I still don't have any. It's been super frustrating. But um, I got word this morning that they, they like the new testing process and the firmware, and so they're going to start bulk production here real soon. So it shouldn't be too much longer. This is exciting. All right. No, that, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So after this, uh, my next focus is going to be smart plugs for other standards for other countries. That's been a huge request because not everyone lives in the U.S. and Canada, obviously. So uh, I have to branch out there. The biggest kicker there, though, is that if I buy it from China and import it to the United States, the U.S. tax on the 25% tariff. And so that's that's a huge hit on margins to do that and then try to ship it out to its respective country. Mm-hmm. So I'm working on kind of, well, I will be working on this summer. I'm taking some time off of the job I normally work to, to work on my little project. And uh, so hopefully I can find some people who are willing to ship things out in their respective countries to avoid that extra fee. Yeah, distributors in other countries is what you, exactly, yeah. you're looking for. Yeah, that, that's something I've never really looked into. So so what happens? You ship it to them, and basically they're in charge of basically per, basically shipping it from there, right? So it's, it kind of cuts out a cuts out another step on your on your end. Is yeah, that it that... cuts out cuts out the the extra shipping it would take to get it to where it needs to go, and the 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 big tariff that that the government tax on. So, Jeremy, I saw you've shipped one of your Tindy products to the UK, and uh, and Tindy is always telling me, oh, somebody wants to order from. I've got a list of countries, and I'm just I'm terrified to do it. I've sent some stuff to Europe a few times. And the forms I've had to fill out, and how much it costs, and worrying about it getting there, I, I'm, it seems like it's terrifying. I don't. Yeah, Kenny, you, you've started shipping worldwide using USPS. What's the yeah. international? What's the your? What's your failure rate? Or not your failure rate, but the failure rate of the packages once you uh, failure rate. So I've never had a package. package. I've never had a package that didn't get to where it was going. Eventually? Well, that's just it. There's especially Black Friday, you know, from Black Friday to Christmas last year was absolutely awful for the Postal Service. Mm -hmm. I mean, things would just get, it would say arrived at such and such distribution center and it would sit there for days, a week or two. And people are frustrated and I'm frustrated and we can't call anybody to really figure out what's going on. It was not ideal. Uh, I do ship internationally uh, quite a bit. And through, um, there's a distributed, um, or a a shipping retailer, Pirate Ship. And you're able to uh, find really cheap international shipping. It is pretty great. Absolutely. They've got really cheap international rates, cheaper than what the post office is able to get you um, through some partners which has been tremendous for being able to ship international. And within a week or two, it gets to where it needs to go. That's great. Nice. Was it like uh, this guy just kind of, well, you know, we just, you know, approach people at the airports. Oh, can you put this, you know, your 
<laughs> you know, usually that's how uh, locked up a broad starts, but I guess, I guess in this case it's electronics. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you it's... which company this is because I don't want to get them in trouble. But I talked to a manufacturer once that in Canada that said they they're near the border, so if they ship anything to me, they drive across the border and put it in a and put it in a mailbox. Yeah, they do that once Are a week you... or something. It's are a, you close it's not, to the Canadian border? They're not supposed to do this. Don't. That's why I'm not telling you who they are. But so don't you do it, either. I don't plan on it, but I don't blame them. I mean, even just yeah. even just to ship to Canada, you know, just north of Michigan. I'm here in Indiana. It takes a week and a half to get through cut. Or you know, the customs is what takes the longest. Yeah. Even though they're, I don't know exactly what they're charging imports to Canada, but I can't imagine they're making a ton to delay it. A week. I don't know. It's it's not yeah. ideal. Yeah, I, I guess in my case, I uh, there's like a private postal, uh, not private. It's not a post office. It's a whatever. I don't know what you call it, but it's called the mail room, and the guy just I give it to him, and he sends it, and that's uh. Oh, good. You I didn't have to fill out any of like when I shipped a couple of these Uber Lights boards to Germany. I had to. They ask you, what is it? I don't know what categories. I don't know. It's yeah, boy. It's Germany has special rules. It wants also the invoice stuck to the outside. Oh, so can, I hope I did so that. that. They can uh, they can check what the value is and what the item is. Yep. Um, I I sent something to um, our old host Max Maker. I sent something to him for uh, Christmas, I guess, two years ago. And <laughs> Max man, is in Germany, right? Yeah, Max Max is in Germany, and. Um, Anyway, it was, you know, I was I was happy to. It was like a little notebook, and I then debossed it with uh, something I printed. It was, you know, pretty cool. But it cost me so much to send it. And then apparently, apparently we got to Germany. He had to go to the post office, and they opened it up and they said, "Oh, this has no value. You don't have to pay taxes on it." <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a little, <laughs> little bit insulting, but uh, you know, <laughs> that's what he tells me. So, but he he said he said it had lots of value to him. So you know. Props, props to Max. That's very sweet. So, so, yeah, international shipping, that's quite the ordeal. And I guess the thing, too, you know, on, on Jasmine, I, I think, um, you know, so you go to the post office, it's one raid, and then I'll go to the mailroom, and it's another raid. And, you know, it's like, well, what's what's what am I really supposed to be? It's, it's just hard to determine how much how much is charged. It's like sometimes you make money on postage, sometimes you lose money on postage, and sometimes... You know, yeah. and the post office never tells you when their rates are going to go up. You no. find out, you know, a week later when you've undercharged somebody by fifty cents. For, I mean, it's not a big. I'm not saying it's a big deal, but it's like, sometimes oh, jeez, it why doesn't that match? Yeah, sometimes it is. Uh, I think there, there was a rate hike they did uh, in a couple of years ago in January, and it went up by quite quite a lot, especially for larger orders. And people were like, we don't want to send, or sellers were like, we don't want to send this without being able to recoup the costs and things. We definitely do want to have a shipping quotes engine on, on Tindy, which will definitely roll out for uh, US sellers first. Um, mm. But then it's dealing with seller, it's dealing with each country individually. Yep. There's not really a blanket company that does yeah. shipping. So, I would love if I could pay you guys to do the hard work for me, and I just have to print the label, put it on the box, and yeah, yeah we you, could you try and integrate with like FedEx or uh, UPS, but then then those rates are tend to be fairly 
too high for for a lot of tindy sellers so yep and the post office picks things up at my house for free i'm a big fan of that yeah, yeah no, that's coming from the uk good. and coming to the us and i didn't realize that that was a service that you could do yep. in the uk that doesn't really happen interesting oh, really? How, do, how do you sell things how do you send things in the uk then you have to go to the actual post office to yeah post box post office well post things box. may have changed since i moved but I've always had to go to the post office. So. Yeah, I guess you you live in California now. You've been here for several years now, I guess, right? Eight, eight years. Eight years, nice. So, but um, yeah, being able to do online uh, sh shipping, like postage and printing, is is really really useful. I think with um, Pirate Ship, one of the things is that they tend to only do the priority mail a lot of the time. I don't know if they do. Um, for individual customers. I don't know if they do it for first first class international. But I don't know, maybe Kenny has a better idea. I don't know. I'm not sure um, what you're what what you're uh, what are you what you're saying. So uh with pirate ship printing the uh paying for and printing the postage, they um when I looked last time for international postage it would only do the priority mail rates. Oh. No, no, they've they've changed things since then. If that was the case, okay. Okay. they've actually got a service now where, because uh, the postal service hiked their international rates, and so mm -hmm. Pirate Ship was able to find a way for you. They print you a, a, a domestic label to send it to a sorting center, and then they have Ascendia, which I think is related to the Swiss post office or something. They have yeah. them ship it international and are they're able to knock quite a bit off the shipping costs that way wow yeah. this, is, this is in america i'm gonna look at uh, yeah guess, yeah so i'm able to america, get things so. to europe for for ten dollars if it's super light really that's fantastic i already i've already punched in pirate ship over in my browser here to look at when we're done that's interesting it's, it's, it's interesting handy. the it's interesting the um intricacies of the post office i mean even even dhl i was talking to uh to Max Max Maker again. Apparently that apparently DHL was the German postal service at some point and then they became some sort of private international shipper and I I didn't quite I'll be honest, I didn't quite I couldn't didn't quite make sense to me because I just don't see I could just imagine the US Postal Service doing that. That wouldn't really wouldn't really happen, but I guess I think they were trying to do that. <laughs> Oh, were, were they? I'd... We're trying to privatize. I mean, what happens when national post services get privatized, or parts of them do? So, uh, I mean, DHL, I've been happy with them, but I guess I don't know. How so, do you do your shipping in general for Tendi? Usually USPS. I um, I'm I'm happy with DHL when they send me stuff from China. Not gotcha. I've never used them myself. You know, I take it to the guy in the mailroom, and he. He somehow somehow is able to send it. So I ship you know. everything priority mail because I did math on how much it would cost me to buy packaging, and then, you know, tracking and shipping on top of that. I was like, well, that's only it's only a dollar more to do priority mail, and they give me the box. It didn't make any sense for at my very small volume that I'm at. I'm very I don't ship much stuff out. Yeah, I think yeah. priority mail makes if if it's close to it, it makes sense just because of the included tracking it is just so much more reliable and then if it goes missing you have some recourse it's yep. the best unless you're like me and the only package that somebody tells you went missing you forget to file a claim on it you, you just send another one out and you forget about it. it's okay it's not a big deal but 
I felt dumb when I remembered it three months later. I'm like, oh, I could have got that money back. You're you're really the ki- killer CEO of your uh, of your. Corporate. I know, right? You, I'm you, fantastic. You 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 told me what time you have an LLC, but you're not quite sure what what's going oh, on. Oh, it's got to be that, gone by right? now. It must have dissolved itself by now, right? <laughs> ten, 10 or fifteen years later, it feels like it can't be that many years. I don't know. Do do LLCs dissolve themselves? I, I don't mean, know. Maybe it has Jasmine, no. It owns. It doesn't know? own anything. Or I mean, I think does, you have to renew them every so, so every many years. years. Yeah, three yeah, years or something. I guess. Did you open up an LLC for your uh, cloud free? Is that cloud free? I did eventually. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't. Yeah, liability is kind of another scary thing, especially I mean, with things try plug to, into the wall. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I try to make sure it has um, you know safety certifications and things of that nature, but yeah, LLC was one of the things I did pretty early on to make sure I was covered there. Nice. And plus cloud-free LLC, that kind of rhymes nicely. So, Pat, do you want to go ahead and take a little coffee break? And sure. we'll, uh, you know, We don't get to leave our... for a coffee break, though, because this is live. We should, before we forget about it, give a, at least give a shout-out to our Patreons, right? Since and I heard we, uh... you said we have a few more new patrons now. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, we do, actually. So, so yeah, let's uh, go ahead and take a little drink of coffee. Or you, don't, you don't have to, it's just kind of something we say, but... You know. So anyway, yeah. So thanks, uh, thanks you guys for watching, and and thanks for watching. Um, yeah, we always give a shout out to our top five patrons every episode. So um, this this week we've got Miles Steele. Uh, so thanks so much for signing up. Alice Lopatka, um, Raptor, creatively spelled. Um, Stuart Morrow, Positive Waves, and Stephen Booker. That may have been six people. Was that the but top you know five? Top what? five or, or six? Might be. <laughs> how many? How many was that anyway? I, I don't even know. It was at least oh. five minimum. At least we give a shout out to at least five of our top Patreons, and maybe more. So so thank you, thank you so much for your support. It's it's great to know you know great that people support us in this right. And Pat, where do we where do we go if the people want to be a a Patreon of the show? Oh, it's a, I always forget. And I remember now. It's Patreon Patreon dot com slash the creativity podcast with the the in the front there that's right cool we'll, put well, that we'll, on we'll get you back somehow to, yeah we'll give you back to your show and uh you know we'll act like we're rolling the music or whatever we'll probably put that in later so actually kenny i was i was wondering about you though you you were uh if you're taking calc three at this point you're most likely a sophomore right uh yeah so you got you got two and a half more years of school, so then at that point you're gonna you're gonna be pretty much have your own business like ready ready to go right. That'll be I, awesome. I, that's the plan. Yeah. Nice. No, I, I hope so. I'm I'm jealous. I had to get a normal job like like everybody else. Did you Did you tell us what you're in school for, Kenny? Did we? Yeah, computer engineering. Okay. I understand that. Yeah, makes sense. And you, you I mean, yeah, Pat, you you worked in a. You're a programmer by trade, right, uh, Pat? Or is... No, I'm a terrible programmer. I can get by, but <laughs> okay, I'm, right. I'm awful at it. I'm awful at getting specs. I'm awful at writing code. I'm slow. I'm, I should not write code professionally. That's... So, so yeah, Kenny, when you get out, you can hire Pat as your uh, as your, <laughs> as your code code man. Hire me to write code. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you do? What, what do you do that's not code? Oh uh, well, in the old days, I used to be like a network server 
type guy, but I pretend to be retired now, and I have a podcast apparently now, which is exciting, and I have a blog, oh, nice. and I sell a few things on Tindy every now and then. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, you know, we we debated what Pat's Pat's the uh, either you you know if he wants to sound sound important, you'll say he's the head of the head of the house, or you know if not so important, you'd say he's the the house man, right? Or maybe that isn't. Is Houseman important? I don't know. That... I don't even know what that what he does. <laughs> you know, we can't cut this since it's live. I guess it's so. true. Well, we can cut it later <laughs> if we publish it as something. But you're can't right. Publish it. Yeah, I, I guess you know maybe um, you know I guess we we're just talking a little bit of uh, housekeeping. You know, we we've been um, drizzling 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 out an episode. Uh, little by little, because we just thought it was a little bit trickling. Little bit too, is uh, probably the word you're looking for there. That's trickling. probably a In- incrementaling. That's not even that's not even a word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm a I'm a professional writer, Kenny. So I, I'm pretty good with <laughs> words and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> kind of letting that one letting that one out little by little, because we just thought it was kind of um, even though we we sent it to our patrons. In fact, you can access it. The we previous live stream up. you're talking about, Jeremy. Well, the previous one was just oh, and oh, just us too. as well too. Yeah, the just us as well. So, you know, that's something we've been kind of experimenting with. It trying to you know put out some yeah, I guess clips, you know, but yeah. we'll probably still put out the the full episode for the most part on SoundCloud. YouTube likes five and ten and maybe fifteen minute episodes, but when you're in your car and you can't change the channel, we like the hour long podcast, so you can. You're forced to listen to us for right. 60 minutes. When, you, when you're trapped and, and you, you can't, you can't, you know, when you're out of download range for whatever, you know, you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna pay for that extra gigabyte of data when you can just watch, listen to the rest of rest of us. Kenny, do you want to see the home automation thing that I'm working on this week? Absolutely, I'm always interested. This is in fantastic. Like you need to sell sell these. Do you know Do you know what this is? Uh, no, I can't say that I do. This is an airbag seat sensor for a, for a car. They're about eight bucks on eBay, and I've got. Oh, really? the, I don't have it is plugged that, in is it, right now. Does it say Takata? Does it say Takata on it? I don't know who. <laughs> I, no, Cause, cause it says three M all over the tape on the back, though. Okay. <laughs> but these, I'm making a sensor for my chair over here, so I know if I'm sitting down. I have this plugged into a. A Wema or a Node MCU board with Tasmoda loaded on it, and I've gotten distracted. I'm redoing all my home automation. I didn't do any of it in this new house since we moved in, but I just set up Home Assistant again. I, I started plugging your plugs in. I've got Tasmoda working on here. It sees when I sit. Well, I haven't actually sat down. I just pushed the buttons on it. Tasmoda sees it, but I haven't figured out how to get it into Home Assistant yet. I've got something configured wrong in the custom device stuff in Tasmoda. But I just want this okay. light to stop shutting off when I'm reading a book in the chair. Yeah, you know, and then it just goes dark and I have to look around. Motion light? No, it's it's it used in my apartment that we used to live in in my office, this was this light was automated. And when I when it didn't detect I was in my office. I did my presence detection by if nobody's on my computer, if the TV's not running, I can't. I must not be in here. Okay. But that only covers, you know, two out of the three things I might do in my office, right? There's. So now I'm going to have a butt sensor. Is the plan? 
Nice. That sounds great. Is it just capacitive? Like it? It. I think they're just membranes. These are little puffy membrane switches, but they're you know like the dome switches, but they're not very domed. I don't think. Oh. Huh. But they. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Just judging by the, I'm assuming it's conductive. Yeah, there's a there's black lines and silver lines, and some of them seem to go. I, I have to assume it's just making connection. Boy, we're gonna we might have to test this a little more. Yeah, because I don't think it'd be <laughs> capacitive because this goes under the fabric in the car, so I'm not sure you would conduct any. But is it is there two layers maybe like a layer of metal on the outside? Yeah, there's on, on both sides and then something separating it. In the there middle? must be. I haven't. Uh, I'm afraid okay. to cut one of these apart because I only have one so far to find out. That's fair. I made a a bed detection sensor. Ooh. I found a tutorial online. And so, and they made it super easy. You take two sheets of tin or aluminum foil, yeah. stick a sheet of paper in the middle of it, and it's it acts as a capacitive sensor, and it, oh. it's able to detect whether oh. you're in the bed or not. And it's capacitive. Uh, you wire both of the sheets of aluminum foil to an ESP32, because it has special capabilities for capacitive touch, and mm. I flash ESP home on it, and all of a sudden it's in home assistant, and it knows whether I'm... You're trying to get some sleep or not? I'm gonna have to find out if these are capacitive. Yeah. Well. So 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 what does that do? Does that turn off your light or what is? Yeah, I had it to where as soon as I lay down in bed, the lights turn off everywhere, and yeah, that's all I had it doing right now. I'm sure there's always something more to be added, right? Of course. Oh, well, that's how absolutely. I need to turn my espresso machine back on is when I wake up. There but the trouble go. is, I wake up before I get out of bed, right? I don't actually. Yeah, I don't spring into action. <laughs> Immediately, yeah, in the I don't morning. Know that and it that needs does. An, a half hour to warm up to be ready to go. <laughs> I usually, I wait. Usually, I wake up and somebody's asking me for you know, for breakfast or something like that. So, you know. <laughs> How do I but invite that's, you that's to okay. my house, Jeremy? Because so I can ask you for breakfast. Nobody <laughs> makes me breakfast. <laughs> well, I, I Jeremy as a service. I don't, Jeremy is a service. Yeah, yeah yes. usually. Yeah, usually, usually, you know, the kids want breakfast, and the dog wants breakfast, and then, then I got to go to work at some point, so I can I can buy the breakfast, at some point too. So you know, it's important. Yeah. Well, that no, that that's cool though. So that, I guess that that's your bed in back of you. So that's that's actually got a. I guess that's your bed. I don't. I don't even know. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a little um, slow. Yeah, I'm a little a... slow too, Kenny. I was wondering where he was talking about behind me here. So this is yeah. a, a loft, lofted bed. It's actually an old lofted bed that I guess my aunt had. We had to go up in my grandma and grandpa's uh, barn shed up in a loft, and there was just all these boards laying in a pile with layers of dust on top. And so we took them home and uh, wiped them down and sanded it and painted it, and it ended up not looking too bad for being. 40 years old or 30 years old or whatever it is. I hope I don't look too bad for being 40-something years old. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, you look great. You look like a like an alternative universe Eminem, I, I've heard people say. <laughs> you need to explain this to me someday, Jeremy, or I need to Google it. I, I don't know. I just thought, I don't know, the glasses, kind of like when Eminem got older, you'd see him. I, I don't know. You've, you've heard me make... Ridiculous rap references once in a while. I have. I, I have. But I've yeah. been seeing this meme that 
Eminem is basically exactly the same now as he was when we first heard of him. He still wears the same uh, hoodie and everything. He, he so might. He's not he upgraded to... I, I kind of stopped paying attention about five to ten years ago, so I don't know. I, I think I'm forever stuck in the early 2000s, late 90s or, Me too. or so. I feel like you're the like the, the perfect guests to come on together because it's just like, well, you know, you're you're both doing kind of the same sort of thing, having the same problems. Well, Jasmine's not having the same problems as me, but it's like Kenny, Kenny's having <laughs> the same problems as me at this point. I empathize and, uh, with you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Jas- Jasmine knows what's going on. Pat, you want to go ahead and call it up? So do you think it's, it's I, a good I time think to... we can call this an episode. I think we've done a good job. Way better job yeah, than I expected. Think... We have no idea how to do a live stream, you guys. This is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is our second on this platform. Or the first first on this platform, second ever. First one first one went pretty well, all things considered. But this is a new new one for us. Hey, um, have you been checking the comments on YouTube, by the way, Pat? I, guess we... I was... But then do you know what I, I did? I stopped because we went to look for pirate ship. Because <laughs> I, we may be, we may, if we're ignoring you, we're okay. not trying it's to. It's all but... people I know that have said something and none of it is something that, we, that... we had to immediately respond to. So. All, all, pe- all people that used to, used to be your friends. Yeah, no more. I'm looking forward to, to the, the plug being in stock. Oh yeah. Yes, absolutely. Hopefully it won't be, but a few more weeks. Fantastic. Yeah, I've had to, I've had to turn my laser on like a, by hand like a like a caveman so you know oh, is 15 amps going to be enough for your laser jeremy we'll find it's, out it's fine for the it's we'll fi- find out next time on the creativity podcast <laughs> if you enjoyed listening today you should subscribe to our it, channel or something and there's right. a like button down there somewhere and i'll leave links to whatever we've been talking about in the description as soon right, as i get right. a chance so, to absolutely subscribe Hit us up on Patreon, leave a comment. Leave a comment, tell us why we're wrong. But usually we ask our guests where they can be found, but... I assume it's a website, Cloud, right? It's called... Cloudfree.shop, yep. Dot shop, okay. And, and then on Twitter, at Cloudfreeshop as well. Cloudfreeshop. And, and Jasmine, I guess, tindy.com is your is yeah. your domain. And okay. uh, so... Yeah. Should we be plugging yeah. anything personal? Like, do you want, like, Instagram or something? Should we come and see your crazy whatever you have on instagram i don't know i'm not not my personal instagram no (laughs) (laughs) i haven't updated it for a while it's like the the last picture i think is my work christmas party from two years ago not this christmas previous christmases you're having a good time then i guess hopefully with uh, with sophie kravitz oh nice oh that's awesome pat we can find you where at at the head at pat's head dot yeah i'm I'm at pat's head.com it has it doesn't have my spinning head anymore like Twitter. I've never worked that into the new blog layout at all. I'm a little mm. bummed out about that. Maybe next time. I'm due for a revamp of everything. Yeah, aren't we all, I guess. So, yeah, you can find me on YouTube. Just look up Jeremy Cook or my website's jeremyscook.com. So that's because somebody else, somebody, some other Jeremy Cook out there has jeremycook.com. So. He'd probably appreciate your your business too, though, or traffic, whatever he does. Anyway, thanks uh, thanks so much for watching or listening, and uh, we will talk to you guys next time. We will. Yeah. Have a good one. I'm gonna hit. The, Thank you. Oh, I'm not supposed to say I'm gonna hit the stop recording, but.
keep thinking like, you know, my neighbors have outdoor lights and, uh, you know, lights are fine, but you know, sometimes I like it to be a little darker. I, I could like, I could like trick them and like, here's some new, uh, new lights from, uh, from some, some new, uh, new cloud-free lights that you could install and <laughs> not, not tell them what's going on. And, and you can turn them off and you won't on. even have to use a beeping gun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anymore, exactly. <laughs> 